Welcome to Extraterrestrial Reality. Ring, the company owned by Amazon that provides surveillance cameras, has launched a new contest. Uh, and what that con- what does that contest entail? Well, if uh, you're able to capture a actual extraterrestrial on one of your Ring cameras uh, during this next month, and and you could scientifically prove that it's an extraterrestrial, you will win one million dollars. So that means nobody's going to win a million bucks. Uh, Amazon's going to get, get going to get to keep its money because nobody's going to win that money. There's not it's not going to happen. These extraterrestrials are 10, 10, 20, 30, 100, a thousand, a million steps ahead of us. Their technology exceeds anything that we have. And as many of you know, it's very difficult to capture them on camera. Uh, the aliens themselves. It's one thing trying to capture the UFOs on camera, but it's another thing trying to actually capture the extraterrestrials. Uh, that's that's a whole nother ball of wax. The best evidence that we have, as everyone out there knows, uh, are the Turkey UFO videos from 2007, 2008, and 2009. Uh, in those videos, there was a uh, a Turkish fisherman captured these objects floating out over the sea during various uh, different occasions with witnesses on many of the, uh, during many of these events of a ship of some sort of a saucer floating out above the sea. I don't, we don't know how far out it was. It looked like it could have been a mile out, but he had a good camera with a good zoom function on it, and he captured these craft. And in some of the videos, of course, as we all know, there are extraterrestrial beings are, are, are present. You could see them. They're visible. Uh, it, it looked like there were grays. There looked like there were uh, insectoids. Uh, it looked like, uh, looked like in one of the images, it looked like there was uh, two grays hovering over a man who was, or a woman, I don't know, it looked like a human being laying on a table, and there were two creatures hovering over him and while there was a praying mantis being standing uh, uh, off, to a, uh, off to the side. So I, I it, this contest is a joke, as far as I'm concerned. Nobody's going to win. Uh, these beings, it's very difficult to capture them on camera. There have been many pictures that have been taken over the years. I've talked about them on this podcast numerous times, different, uh, different events. There was one in Alaska that I remember talking about, among others. Uh, they're hard to t- it's hard to tell. We really don't know. Um, but uh, these beings know what they're doing. I mean, just recently we were talking about uh, the first episode of the new Encounters Netflix doc- documentary series from Steven Spielberg's Amblin Television. And in that first episode, it talked about the Stephenville, Texas sightings of 2008. Uh, and there was a constable uh, who had actually saw some strange object hovering in the sky and he pointed his... Uh, uh, dash camera at it and he was able to get some footage of it but the 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 it malfunctioned the camera kept on malfunctioning uh and it was and, and it, it came out it didn't come out right and you couldn't really see anything in it you saw a light blurry a blurry light in there and then it would and then it would uh the camera would blink out and then come back on it was going off and on off and on and it never did that before and that he was using uh vhs tape at the time that was right before uh uh, that uh, police department moved to digital video, but it doesn't matter. There, there's been other cases where people tried to film things with cell phones, with the recent technology that we have, and sometimes the cell phones just fail to operate. So this is not going to work. There's going to be no winner here, and uh, that's all I could really say about it. But anyway, we're going to go through an article that talks about this. Now, this is from Vice, and this article doesn't like, the, the people running Vice obviously don't like uh, ring, uh, 
they they think it's intrusive so I, i'm not here to debate that uh that's that's for other people to talk about i'm not here to i'm, I'm here to talk about this uh this contest which i think will come up with zero winners i mean there will be other there, there's a there's a uh a sub contest here where people could win 500 dollars for dressing up in goofy alien costumes and whoever's the best one uh the best the, the best ones will win 500 dollars gift cards from for amazon uh but outside of that there's going to be no million dollar winner i can almost assure you uh, I, actually, I hope there is, right? But I don't think there will be because uh, if you if you're one of the if you're a person who actually films an extra, a real live extraterrestrial with your ring camera, it needs to be scientifically proven somehow that it is extraterrestrial. I don't know how that would be accomplished. But anyway, let's go through here through this article. It says here, Ring is cashing in on the UFO craze to promote its surveillance dystopia. The million-dollar sighting contest will reward people for putting up cameras in their home and capturing irrefutable proof of extraterrestrials. Amazon has a new plan to promote its ring surveillance cameras, pay people who use their intrusive cameras to capture proof of alien life. The contest, Ring Million Dollar Sighting, will run during the spooky month of October. One lucky contestant will win $1 million, but only if they capture scientific evidence of an extraterrestrial sighting. Sensors have been picking up rogue singles, signals from the neighborhood nebula. Might be nothing, might be something, explains the contest's website. Anyone who's set up cameras in their home has a chance to enter and win the big prize. But, according to Amazon's strict definitions, users may have trouble claiming the prize. Oh, let me tell you something, they're going to have big-time trouble claiming the prize. Because let me say this, even if they do film something that's extraterrestrial, even if somehow this were to happen, how are you going to prove it? How are you going to prove it in this day and age? I just don't see how you could. Anyway, the million-dollar sighting contest is Amazon's latest scheme to make people think of ring cameras as wacky and fun instead of frightening and paranoid. In 2022, it launched a television show called Ring Nation that's like America's, home, uh, America's Funniest Home Videos built from porch cams. Sold as a home safety device, Ring is really great at violating your neighbor's privacy and delivering footage to cops without your consent the american suburb is a paranoid place and ring plays on those fears to sell cameras and generate reams of data for amazon to sell advocacy groups petitioned the ftc to ban the cameras in 2021 but the plea failed meanwhile amazon has continued to expand its partnerships with police departments making it easier for the cops to see what ring users have recorded Extraterrestrial. This is the this talks about the contest here and what what it means. What uh, what extraterrestrial means? It means any life in the universe originating or occurring outside Earth or its atmosphere. The extraterrestrial must take up physical space in order to be perceived by humans or cameras and have sufficient technology to be capable of traveling to and surviving within Earth's atmosphere. See right here. This this whole this is a joke. This whole contest, as far as I'm concerned, is a joke. The contest defines scientific evidence as, quote, an unaltered video with audio recorded with a ring device, end quote, that meets some very specific criteria. Quote, the extraterrestrial exhibiting unusual, extraordinary, or unexplainable behavior, an explanation of why the anomaly is necessarily extraterrestrial in origin, the scientific evidence must unequivocally rule out any known explanations or any new Earth-based phenomena as an explanation, e.g. equipment malfunction, known aerial objects, Atmospheric phenomena, recently discovered terrestrial species, 
uh, and the scientific evidence must demonstrate that there was no alteration or malfunction of the ring device on which it was captured, end quote. Now, that's going to be, uh, that's a tall order, a tall order. Uh, I mean, maybe there'll be some people out there who'll try to hoax this just to get that million bucks. Uh, continuing here, it says, anyone who manages to capture the first hard evidence that America is being visited from beyond is entitled to $1 million paid out in $50,000 installments every year for the next two decades. And well, let me just stop right there. Uh, I'd rather get, if I were to capture uh, an extraterrestrial on a camera, I think I'd rather have the million bucks right up front, right? I mean, why, why two decades? I don't know if I'll make it two decades. 50,000 bucks a year. Okay, that's nice and everything, but I mean, I'd rather want that million bucks right now. I mean, I'm sure Amazon could, could should have no problem with that. I mean, they have a lot of money. But don't worry, people who dress like an alien and goof off in front of the surveillance device they installed on their porch have a chance to win a $500 Amazon gift card. Having cameras plastered over our neighborhoods that automatically send footage to the police is bad, but at least we might get some wacky footage of kids dressed up as aliens narrated by Wanda Sykes. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, they'll, they'll, some people will win the $500 gift card for sure, right? Because, I mean, there's going to be people dressing up and some of the best costumes will win the $500 gift cards for sure. But no one's going to win the million dollars. No way. Um. Uh, I mean, if anybody were somehow able to capture something on video in this day and age that somehow is scientific, that, that later on gets scientifically uh, proven, that, that it becomes scientifically proven to be extraterrestrial, if one person was able to do that somehow, uh, that would be amazing. Because in this day and age, how with, the, with CGI and special effects and the, the internet and everything else, I mean, that just seems impossible to me. To me... The only way we're going to end this debate at this time is when the absolute end-all proof, the physical evidence, is presented to the world. And, and pe members of the scientific community are allowed to examine it and, and authenticate it. That's the only way. I mean, you're going to have to actually have an extraterrestrial craft in hand and or extraterrestrial bodies or, or a live alien. The best evidence would be a live alien. Uh, but you're not going to, it's not going to happen with these ring cameras. It would have happened already. I mean, again, the best evidence we've had so far is those Turkey UFO videos. Uh, these extraterrestrials are very careful. They, they like to maintain their secrecy. Obviously, uh, some of them uh, are definitely up to some something here on this planet, and they don't want anyone to know what they're doing. And then on top of it, you got to worry about the government. The gov people, there are factions within the government, the secret control group. Uh, that uh, they don't want anyone to know either. It's like they're all working in concert with each other. Uh, that's what it seems like. Uh, the, of course, you got to understand, if the aliens are up to something, like say, for instance, like say the aliens are up to some sort of a hybridization program, you can understand the reasons why they would want to be secret. And then you, you can also understand if uh, uh, if a government recovers a crashed extraterrestrial craft and our bodies and they want to try to reverse engineer that craft uh, so they could uh, get the up, upper hand on, on enemy countries, well, you can understand why they want to keep it secret too. Uh, and plus, they don't want to have to deal with the questions from the public on why you're keeping it secret for all these decades. That's another reason. And the, the panic that it will cause among some people, not many, but some. So that's you see the reasons from both sides of it. But if there are people out there, uh, creative people, creative people who have some money uh, and the wherewithal uh, and, and, and they're able to think outside the box, uh, there are, I believe, right, I believe there are ways that... Uh, 
so as regular citizens could end this debate. I do believe that. I think that there are things that could be done. There are uh, things that could be tried. For instance, uh, you could, if somebody, uh, some smarty, smart, smarty pants were to focus on a, on uh, some of the hot spots, like some of the places where these beings go to mutilate cattle on a regular basis. If you were to focus on there and come up with a plan, a scheme, something that nobody's ever thought of before. You might be able to finally get that evidence. Of course, I think it would it would be a gargantuan effort. It would it would require, uh, for one thing, you'd have to you'd have to think of things that nobody ever thought of before to do this. You not you can't just sit out there with a camera in the woods and and, and wait for something to show up. You you have to come up with that evidence, that hard evidence somehow. If they're if they're going to mutilate cattle, like for instance, I've been talking over the past year there's been just recently there's been mutilations in Texas and uh in Oklahoma, in 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 New Mexico, in, in in Colorado, in Australia, all over the world there's different hot spots where cattle are regularly mutilated on a regular basis and uh there's nothing that anybody could do about it. They just people y'all in the end you just have ranchers scratching their heads and they don't know what to say. You have the local police saying, Well, we don't know what it is, it must be satanic cults or something like that. You have that going on, right? But we all know, a lot of us know that a lot in a lot of these cases, not all but in, in a lot of these cases, right, it is extraterrestrials are responsible. So if somebody were to think outside the box and has that wherewithal and has that money and has the resolve, they th- something could be done. Something could be accomplished. And I think the best thing that could ever happen would be to capture a live extraterrestrial. That would be the be- that would end it, right? You'd have to be you'd have to have all your ducks lined up though too, because you have to understand that if you somebody were to do that, right, there would be governments paying attention the secret control groups around the world would be paying attention and you would have to get that information out to the world somehow before anybody could intervene and stop you from doing so there there has to be some things that can be done to finally get that end all evidence because i know as many people do millions of people know for a fact that there is an extraterrestrial presence here and there needs to be an end to this nonsense already instead of playing these stupid games so if somebody's out there who has the wherewithal the money and the and the resolve right there are things that can be done. Uh, there are things that can be done. You need to put some, uh, an expert crack team together. And I'm not talking about putting together some TV show like Skinwalker Ranch and and, and making it a continuing saga for people to watch on, on cable television. I'm not talking about something like that. I'm talking about actually doing it complete in complete secrecy. Some sort of a, uh, a project to actually capture one of these creatures alive or and or one of the crafts, something. There are things that might be able to be, uh, uh, that might be possible, but you got to really think about it. There, there are things, I believe, that can be done. And I think that I, w- I would like for someone to do it already because I'm sick of the cover-up. I- I'm tired of this government cover-up. I know that they're lying. I know that they're keeping things secret. And I'm- we're all tired of it. I mean, we have the whistleblowers. We're doing this slow disclosure thing. But I want to move on with it. Let's- there are ways. There are things that could be done to get that evidence. And I think that some people out there who have the uh, the money and the resolve, they could do it. They could think of something, I'm sure. I have ideas of my own, but I'm not- I, wouldn't- I wouldn't bring them up online because... I wouldn't want anyone to know. I, I wouldn't. I, I think that you would have to come up with these ideas and talk about them privately, right? Among among a, a, a close closely knit group, and that and that information would not be able to get out to anywhere else. And then you would have to move forward with your plan, and hopefully, maybe uh, it would work. I think there are things that could be done, though. 
I think it could be done. But you don't want to show your hand, you know, to the government, to the to the secret control group, or the extraterrestrials in which you're trying to uh, uh, actually capture. I think capturing a live one would be the best thing that could possibly happen. Capturing a live extraterrestrial is what we that what we that would end it. That would be the end of it. If you had a live extraterrestrial being and you, and you were to present that being to the world, that would end this debate. Show it to the scientific community. Present it to the scientific community. That would be it. It would be over. Anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, I want to talk about something I saw on Twitter today. And uh, this is from uh, UFO debunker Mick West, disingenuous Mick West. Now, uh, Cynthia Hind, uh, she was the very first UFO researcher to interview the kids at, in Zimbabwe in 1994 after the aerial school UFO incident. You probably, a lot of you out there probably remember seeing her in some of those archival videos from that time, the, the archival reports, a lot of documentaries she's in. She's in. And she put out a book uh, uh, in the 90s called UFOs Over Africa. And uh, on the back of that book, Mick West has a picture of the back of the book and one part of it he has underlined. Anyway, it says here, in UFOs over Africa, Africa's foremost ufologist sums up, this is the back of the book, this is what uh, it it talks about Cynthia Hine and and, uh, what this book is about. It says, in UFOs over Africa, Africa's foremost ufologist sums up in detail a lifetime of work spent in the careful investigation of a host of most unusual cases. Whether she is leading us on the spot through the strange appearance of silvery-suited aliens and unique light phenomena at the La Rochelle estate uncovering the fraudulent crash scenario of the James Van Grumman case or meticulously working her way through the abduction chronology of two wealthy Johannesburg women, Cynthia Hind always upholds the highest standards of the scientific researcher. She remains unflappable, virtually foolproof, but open-minded to the end. And here's the part that Mick West underlines and then provides a comment to. But the underlined part says, her trademark is the extended and repeated interview where heretofore unretrieved and forgotten facts are often brought to the subject's conscious mind by gentle and persistent prodding. Here for the first, that, that was the part that was underlined. Then he had a comment that he says, and he, he says, this is how to implant or reinforce false memories in kids. So now Mick West, who uh, I guess a year over a year ago, he promoted the theory that uh, the aerial kids, what they actually saw was a traveling puppeteer troop um, with magical uh, marionettes that could uh, read people's, uh, actually implant uh, telepathic messages in the kids' minds, right? And uh, that was the theory that he was promoting. Now, now he's saying how this is this is what he's suggesting now is that Cynthia Hine, this researcher, implanted and reinforced false memories in kids based on what it says on the back of the book, which probably she didn't even write, right? But it doesn't matter. That's we 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 all saw the videos of her interviewing those kids, right? And which she didn't do any. She didn't implant anything. She asked questions, and the kids provided answers, just like John Mack, the Harvard. A uh, professor who uh, later interviewed the kids later on after Cynthia Hine did came over and same thing. So this is another thing. They can't, he can't believe it. He can't. He doesn't want to accept it. 
and he wants to put out uh, information like this. He wants to put out um, this is this information calms the dum dums who follow him, uh, people like him. The, this this gives the uh, the the cult following of Mick West. Uh, oh, thank God! It was just uh, it gives them like an excuse. It gives them something to relax. Uh, the, it means this tells them it's not true. The aerial school incident isn't true because this Cynthia Hine implanted and re- reinforced false memories in these kids, which is totally bogus. Because as we know, all these sixty kids, sixty plus kids, after all these years, thirty years almost now, are still telling the same story. But Mick West, he can't deal with it, and he wants his followers to believe the nonsense that he believes because he can't accept it. Anyway, I responded to this. I said, nothing to see here, folks. It's just Mick West trying to rewrite reality yet again. He hates the truth about the phenomenon. He'll do and say anything to make the easily manipulated among us believe in the phony narrative he's constructed in his own mind. That's the truth, folks. This guy's a clown. And for some reason, he's been elevated by people in the mainstream news and magazines as some sort of expert. This guy's no expert, right? He's a disingenuous clown. Mick West is a disingenuous clown. And he, and he should not be getting this special treatment from the, the, the mainstream media and be treated like some sort of expert. The guy is a clown. He doesn't do any research. He just pontificates. He just comes up, sits in his armchair, and just comes up with bogus uh, proclamations. That's all he does. And he's doing it again because he, can, he, he can't accept it. He doesn't want to accept it. But let me tell you, folks, it is real. I know for a fact it's real. Okay, um, moving on. How to get that out of my system. How to get it out of my system. All right, moving on. I want to do an update on the most recent Spotify polls uh, that I have run. Um, uh, for the last two I'm going to look at here. Um, inside, for, for the episode called Insider's Timeline, UFO Disclosure by Early 2025 Alien Invasion in 2027, I asked this question. Do you believe former CIA official John Ramirez, John Ramirez's assertion that extraterrestrials will show themselves to the world in 2027? Now, for one thing, unfortunately, I spelled John's name wrong. I was typing too fast, and I have an A there instead of an O in John. Uh, but everyone knew who I was talking about. But there's been 75 votes so far. Uh, 30 people, or 40%, say yes, while 45 people, or 60%, say no. Um, I don't believe that either. I have to go with the majority on this one because I don't like when people throw out dates. It's, to me, it's like, you know, every time I see stuff like that, I, the first thing that comes to mind is like some guy standing out in the street corner with a long beard and, 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 a, and, a, and a wooden uh, sign on his, uh, wrapped around his neck, uh, a rope around his neck with a wooden sign under it that says the end is nigh and he's, he's talking about the end of the world is going to happen next month or something, ringing a, but he's ringing a bell. That's how I see it. I, that, to me, that seems nutty. Uh, I don't know how anybody can come up with dates uh, like this or, or years and say, it's going to be in 2027. That's when it will be. That's when the extraterrestrials will show their faces. They'll show themselves finally in that year. And that, my friends, is why we are having this slow disclosure right now. The governments are getting the world prepared for the year 2027. I don't believe in that kind of stuff. I'm sorry. I, I apologize to those out there who do, but I do not. I do not. Okay, uh, moving on. to the For the episode, Secret UFO Control Group Zodiac, exposed in not-so-fictionalized magazine stories, 
I asked this question. What is your favorite alleged name for the secret UFO control group? Okay, I've had, I have, this is now, this is from yesterday. There's only 37 votes so far. Uh, but uh, we'll go we'll go through them here. Uh, two people or 5.4 percent say Project Saucer. Um, five people or 13.5 percent say Zodiac. Six people or 16.2 percent say Aquarius. While 24 or 64.9 percent uh, say Majestic 12 slash MJ 12. I go with the majority on this one too. I like I like Majestic 12. I think that the uh, uh, I actually think that that's what it was called, at least initially, uh, at least in the early years. Uh, I do believe in some of the. Uh, I believe I, I've I've talked about in previous episodes. I I agree with the late Stanton Friedman that some of those, uh, doc, and also uh, Ryan and Robert Wood, uh, the father and so, uh, the son and father team. Ryan's the son, Robert Wood's the father, who've researched this stuff. I believe that some of the Majestic Twelve documents, particularly the early ones that were leaked. The original ones in the early 80s, and then uh, in 1990, uh, there was another document that was released. The uh, I, I believe that uh, some of those documents were real, and I believe and Majestic 12 was the name of the control group, at least at one time. Was it changed to Zodiac at some point in the future, or was that just a creation of the author of that uh, group of uh, that series of magazine stories that appeared in UFO magazine back in 1998? Uh, I don't really know, but I do believe that at some point, uh, or at one point at least, it was called MJ-12. I, I, I believe that wholeheartedly, and I believe that some of the MJ-12 documents that were leaked were actually true uh, and told a, a true story. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, so getting back to what the, the main story was about tonight, the ring cameras, I mean, good luck. Good luck to people out there who own ring surveillance cameras. Uh, I don't think anyone's going to win uh, I don't see how anybody could prove, if they do film an extraterrestrial, how are you going to scientifically prove it is an extraterrestrial? I don't think that's going to happen. But there are other things that could be done. There is other ways to, I believe, to actually get the evidence that we need to end this whole thing. Because obviously, the governments are still fighting us. There is most certainly factions within the government that do not want the truth to be told. And uh, and so we need this... Uh, we, we can't we have to do this without them i mean we do have some scientists right now like avi Loeb, who's doing his own research uh maybe he'll come up with something at some point but i just don't know i think we what we need right we don't need stuff uh, we don't need uh uh stuff that crashed into the sea back in 2015 that you know like avi Loeb was researching we need an actual alien right uh, we don't need an ancient thousand-year-old uh, preserved body like Hi- Jaime Massan uh, presented in Mexico recently. We don't need that. What we need, what we need is a live extraterrestrial. I believe that there has to be some people out there, the people out there with the wherewithal, money, and resolve to do something about this. I think that something can be done. There are things that can be done if you focus particularly on some of the cattle mutilation hotspots. You might be able to come up with gold on that one. And end all of this. End this thing. Bring it to an end already. Forget what the government's telling people. We need to. We need to bring the whole world into the reality of the situation, rather than have them living in this uh, Alice in Wonderland situation. This Mister Rogers, uh, 
uh, fantasy land. We got to bring this to an end. The land of make-believe is that what we're living in right now. Most people don't know the, the truth that we are not alone. And it's time that the whole world knows the truth. And it's time for the entire scientific community to be studying this rather than being scared to look at it because of the stigma surrounding it. Anyway, I want to say thank you all for joining me. Until next time.